Welcome to another episode of the Sunday Sauce. I'm here with uh, a pretty interesting guy. Some of you, well, all of you should know him because everyone saw the Netflix special. It's called um, Untold Crime and Penalties, right? That's how that's what it's called, right? I've seen it. Yeah. I just don't know the title. This is AJ Galanti from uh, Danbury, Connecticut. He uh, was the GM of the Danbury Trashers at 17 years old. Started out as a joke between him and his father, and then uh, all of a sudden it got pretty real, right, AJ? <laughs> yeah, pretty real is uh, that's the that's kind of the best way to put it. It um, I definitely, I mean, I I don't think it was ever a joke to him, but when he uh, broached well, the subject with me, yeah. you know, I I took it as a, I thought he was um, you know, goofing with me a little bit, and uh, you know, I was goofing with him back, and it became real real quick. Wow, I mean, like so. Did you, you originally from New York, right? And then you guys moved up to Danbury. Is that, is that, am I right about that? So I've always been in, I've always been in Danbury. My father's originally from the Bronx. My okay. mother is originally from Mount Vernon. And right. um, when I, I was born in, yeah, I was born in Danbury. I lived a little bit in New York the first few years of my life, like upstate. And then we moved to Danbury when I was like three, four years old. Um, so I've been basically in the area, you know, my entire life. So I'm all I, like you. I'm actually I still play hockey. I know, unfortunately, you you uh, got hurt and uh, you had to end your hockey career, which is horrible, because if that happened to me, I would just, you know, yeah, <laughs> I can't I can't. I mean, I wasn't as good as you. You were. I mean, you know, I just play. I play for the FDY yeah. AMS team. I play pickup leagues here and there. I mean, yeah, nothing crazy. But, you know, you look like you 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 could have actually went somewhere. And I mean, you know, who knows, yeah, right? Who knows? Those, yeah, I mean, it's one of those great unknowns, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, I, my my um, my senior year of high school, I think it was the second or third game. I just caught that injury. And unfortunately, that was that was really, um, you know, really the end of it as far as me playing at, at that point. Have, have you even tried to just play any pickup games or anything like that? It's just the doctors like, that's it. Hockey done. Finish. Well, done. You know, you know, you know, it wasn't like they told me I could never play again. I just think with the timing of everything, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the rehab process was going to be so lengthy that, you know, I basically lost my whole senior year of high school. Um, would I have played in college? I don't know. I mean, I might've had a shot, but, at that point, I was so behind the eight ball that, you know, it it, it would have been a long shot. Um, could I play like pickup and stuff? I'd love to get back into it, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's funny, you know, I have a boxing gym now. And, and ever since this documentary came out, so many of the young kids in here now want to play hockey. And right. we got a net for outside. So we kind of play like street hockey and stuff. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm definitely getting the the, the, the itch, itch again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, I honestly, I could tell you, I honestly have no idea the last time I put skates on none of, you know, not even talking about, you know, sticks and pucks and stuff, but right. I have a weird feeling it, it may be sooner than later, but it's been a long time. Well, I mean, I mean, the equipment has changed dramatically since, I mean, I don't know, 2004 since the last time you played probably right. 2000, whenever it was 2003, yeah. the skates are lighter, the sticks are lighter. So you can only imagine how different the game is at this time. Yeah, we went to a, it's funny because I went to our local, like, you know, pro shop, more mm -hmm. hockey gear. Oh, it's and again, expensive. It's ridiculous. Oh, first yes. of all, first of all, I mean, yes. it, 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 like you said, it, I haven't bought a piece of equipment since literally 2004. 
And again, when I say me, it was probably my mother or father. Right, right, right. So the last time, you know, I never paid attention to prices then, but I went in there and I'm looking at skates, $800. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and like you said, you you hit it on the head when I was just playing around with the sticks. You know, sticks were like wood when I played. You know what I mean? Like these things are like... um, I was like, I can't believe how light these things are. And, um, but you're, it was a total, um, it was a culture shock for me when I went back in there after a decade and a half. And it's crazy how, how, like you said, how light things are, um, how expensive things are, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny to see. Well, you, well, you see the, a- the NHL now compared to what it was, you know, cause how, how old are you? I mean, I'm 32 years old. You can't, you're not that much older than me, right? I'm th- I'm 35. All right. So you're three years older than me. So yeah. From when we watched the NHL growing up, it was all fit, like big guys hitting guys, not fast. Now it's Connor McDavid, Austin yeah. Matthews, big boys, but they can skate. There's no really fighting anymore. There's not that much hitting. It's all about skill, 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 skill. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing is, you know, after we lost the team in 2006, I really hadn't watched the game. You know, I kind of stepped away from the whole thing and, mm-hmm. um, you know, when Netflix and the producers called us almost three years ago to the day, it was, it was December of 2018. They, they contacted us about, uh, you know, exploring this uh, project possibly. And um, we eventually agreed to do it. And it was kind of around then I kind of started flipping on the devils again or Mm. watching whatever games. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I mean, I was used to seeing Scott Stevens out there, like laying people out. Just killing guys. Yeah. Now, you know, the first first year back watching hockey, I was trying to pick up who's who, what's what, you know. And um, like you said, I was amazed at um, some of the big bodies out there moving the way they're moving. It's it's insane. You would have never thought that, you know, 15, 20 years ago. It's crazy to think. Yeah. Um, Now, let me ask you about the Devils thing. You live in Danbury, Connecticut. I I know, obviously, Martambro, Dorr, Scott Stevens, Uh these guys. So it's funny. My dad grew up in Brooklyn his whole life, still lives in Brooklyn, is a Devils fan and was a Devils fan since they came to New Jersey. You know, we're from Brooklyn. I'm a Rangers fan. But Uh Connecticut is a pretty – it's a Rangers town. Like, it's it's the Rangers state because New York's right there. So how did how did you become a Devils fan? Is it because of all the stars, well, the talent? No, you know what it you know what it was, Michael. Honestly, um, so Connecticut is such a weird state, right? It's split. Like where we live in southwestern, like southwestern Connecticut, we're so close to New York that honestly, we even feel like we're partly New York, right? Mm, like right. everyone, like like it's such a New York culture where I'm where I live. Like you mm-hmm. said, it's all New York based teams, and then mm-hmm. when you get like central connecticut becomes more new englandy you know what right. i'm saying boston yeah, this, yeah that, we, we don't like that yeah we don't no like no that. no I, I don't claim any part of that but yeah, yeah but yeah. really I, I honestly i think it was um the reason i became a devil's fan it, honestly it was just the first game i ever went to my dad got me tickets i think we went to a game i think it was um it was new jersey and pittsburgh mm. and uh, it was 1993 or 1994 i was what seven and um I just remember that was the first game at the old Meadowlands and, um, you know, in East Rutherford. And and I just became a Devils fan. Had he taken me to, had he taken me to a Ranger Islander game, that probably would have been my team. But, um, 
you know, I just became a devil's guy. And uh, that's that's how it works. The, usually, and the just, time, the t- yeah. you know, the timing was perfect because, you know, other than this, you know, Rangers getting that lucky 94. Cop, the last. Cop. But, yeah, other <laughs> yeah, yeah. Than that, you I know, know the, the devils were the team of the 90s yeah. and early 2000s. And right. Yeah. But, um, right, right, you know, right. it's uh, yeah, those are fun times. You know, the rivalries the devils have with the Rangers, the mm-hmm. Flyers. I mean, those were that was some fun times, fun hockey to watch. So now. Let's get into the let's get into this this whole like crazy life of yours. When 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 you were younger, what what did you think? I know obviously your dad owned the garbage business. You said you were there. You know you had a lot of uncles, this and that. I know I know some people. You know a lot of people when you get interviewed, I always hear these people interviewing you. They always say the mob, the mafia, blah 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 blah. People, they, they, real they don't we don't call it that. They call it the life. The life, the life. It's called the life. Uh, These reporters yeah. are, are ridiculous. They don't they don't know anything. So we're gonna call yeah. it the life. We're gonna let people know it's called the life. That's what it's called. Okay. <laughs> it's not called the mafia. No one calls it the mafia when they see each other. No one says yeah. that. No one calls the yeah. mob. They just say the life. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. when when did you f- figure out that your dad was actually in the life? When did when did you figure this out? Obviously, because I, I heard your your interview with Sean Avery a couple months ago. It was great. Yeah. You, and then he was asking these questions, but he didn't really grasp because I'm from Brooklyn. I grew up in Brooklyn. I live yeah. in Bay Ridge. I see these guys around, you know. So when did yeah, you yeah. finally figure out that your dad was in that life? You know, Michael, like you said, you know, in our area, you know, the Northeast, really, I guess, tri-state, you know, you know, like you said, I mean, we don't really talk like that. You know what I'm saying? And like, right. you don't even ask questions like that. You know, it's I think what happens is. um you know, still to this day, it's like, I'm sure you understand. I mean, I never like asked my dad, hey, dad, do you of course, do this? Of course, you don't ask this question. You know, but, no, no, no. You know, you know um, yeah. but it's funny, like you say, some reporters, they think like you you walk around and, you know, people in the Northeast have badges and then you know <laughs> it's, what, it's, it's what. It's nothing like that. It's not. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you know what it was, you know, I don't know, man. It's like as I'm 35 now, so I kind of look back and you kind of like, you kind of smile a little bit. You reminisce about stories or things you see or things you overheard. And, you know, it's just a normal thing. And then as you get older and, and you're, you're, you're exposed to, I guess, other normal people, you say, wow, that, that wasn't so normal. You know, things you hear, but things you see, you know, things like that. I remember you saying like you had wrestlers at your party, but you know what, to me, like it, your dad had a very good business, right? Like he was very, yeah. very good businessman besides the, the whole life shit. Your dad had a very good business. He was a very successful businessman. So like, that's just to me, a, a wealthy guy just getting wrestlers. He paid wrestlers to come to his son's like birthday, you know, cause you like wrestling. Yeah. So to me, that's not really like a, a red flag, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but to other people, you know, there's this Italian guy. He has a lot of money. He's in yeah, the carding yeah. business. Of course, the of Sopranos course, yeah. are going on. You know, he and yeah, Tony Sopranos love, is in the Soprano they, business. They, that they, whole they connection love, with the Sopranos, I don't understand that. I really don't get it. It's they cute, just love, whatever. They love, um, yeah. I mean, they just love like con- thinking they're connecting dots. I guess it's, you know, because my name. Because my name's AJ, the kid's I name. I'm like, and I tell people I'd rather be compared to metal soprano than AJ soprano, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's um, it's just one of those things. Like you know, it's just funny. You know, like you said. I mean, um, you know, after this doc, you get so much attention from people all over, and it's funny when you talk to someone that's maybe not from like our area. Like you mm-hmm. said, they just are infatuated with um, it's crazy with all that stuff, and it's like. 
I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we didn't we didn't sit there with with David Chase and, and make a deal with HBO. I mean, it right. was just it's just one of the, like you said, Michael. It's one of those things like if the media kind of stamps you, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's it's right. kind of crazy, but um, you do, know, you just roll with it. Do you have trouble like when you go to places or like you try to do uh, any kind of deals with like like let's say you if you wanted to make any kind of TV deals or anything like that, people are like oh 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 like fuck his dad's fucking you know. James yeah, Galanti. yeah, yeah. Like, do they? Do you think like you have that in the back of your mind that people like are kind of think about your dad that he was in the life or still whatever, whatever he is. We're not even gonna, you know, we're not gonna assume anything that it like maybe like they don't want to do business with you anymore or something like that. Because I know you're doing your own thing with the boxing. Your dad's not connected to that. That's your own thing. You got your own thing going on. Uh, you didn't get in trouble for the Danbury threat trashes thing. Now you know that was that yeah. was a separate thing. But do you think people actually like you know had that in the back of their mind that your dad's your dad and whatever? Well, you know, listen, I think we live in it. We live in the Google day of age. Right. So I think like, you know, more times than not, if you're going to deal with someone, you know, I know even me, you know, if a boxer comes to me and wants to do X, Y, Z, I Google them right away. Right. Right. I see, you know, look. Good, bad, indifferent. If someone Googles me for whatever Mm -hmm. the reason, you know, things are going to come up good, bad, indifferent. Um, Of course. No, I just learned, you know, I learned at a very early age, you can't really control what, what people are going to think or going to say. I mean, I, I, um, you know, Lord knows I'm not perfect. Nobody's um, perfect. That's, that's but, it. Yeah. But you know what? You just try to do the best you can. But yeah, I mean, there were, I, I'll tell you the truth, not so much now, but when my dad first went away, well, the second time he went away, when he first went away, the second time, uh, what were we talking about? 2008, mm-hmm. um, I was in the oil business for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's really like people kind of like ostracize me. You know what right. I mean? It, of it's funny, you know, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, my dad would say, oh, go see so-and-so. He'll he'll give you the work or go see so-and-so. He'll give you a stop and you go and they kind of like avoid you. They don't want anything to do with you. And, and mm-hmm. that's fine. You learn to do what you got to do. But it's funny. I mean, there's something about TV that changes people's perceptions of you. Now, all of a sudden, everyone wants to talk to you. They right. want to do this and that. Right. And I'm like, I listen, but I always remember, you know, I always remember when back, I was a back kid in the day when they, when they fucking didn't want to talk. Yeah. You got to remember yeah. those things. So, right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you, you just, you just don't know. I mean, now it's, it's, it's just so crazy. You know, it's just everything that's been going on and, um, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, you just do the best you can do and whatever happens, happens. So when, now let's, let's fast forward to you're sitting at the dinner. So you're sitting at the dinner table with your father, right? And your dad's like, Hey, we're going to get a hockey team. Cause Danbury didn't have any semi-pro hockey teams, right? They had nothing. nothing just, no. Did they have any kind of sports in Danbury? Nothing. Nothing pro amateur, you know, nothing. nothing. Right. Leagues, nothing, nothing really. So did who, did any kind of, I know that, you know, a lot of NHL guys came up from Connecticut, right? Was there any kind of guys that were coming up from Danbury at the time or that area? Anybody you don't know? Nothing, right? Danbury, to be honest with you, is such a. Like a sleepy it's, town. It's. You know what it is, Michael? It's to this day, it's it's got so much potential. Mm-hmm. But what happens is anyone with potential, they just go to the city. They go right. to New York. Because it's so you close. Know, they don't, yeah. yeah, they don't yeah. stick in Danbury. I mean, you know, so there's nothing. There was no like up and coming local hockey guy that we right. would have signed. It was, it was really nothing. So, so your dad says, all right, <laughs> you thought it's a joke. He's serious. So fast forward. All of a sudden, you're at school. You're a senior. 
the paper's out. You have no fucking clue. People are congratulating you. Wow, AJ, this is sick. Go. And you're like, what, what are you yeah. talking about? Right. You see the paper and you're like, oh, uh, I'm going to be the GM or president of a Dan- yeah. Danbury Trashes. Yeah. Crazy in the UHL, right? Yeah. All right. So what, what, what do you like? What do you think about this? You're 17 years old. Like you start, you, did you want to make the team tough? Was this like your initial thing or you wanted skill? Like what, what was your initial reaction to start building this team? I know you signed Gretzky's brother, which is hysterical, by the way, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> that's great. That's amazing. But what, what was your initial like game plan with this team? I, I, honestly, you know, when the shock factor, you know, so I went through such a wave of emotions when like I saw it in the paper and it's so funny because the doc doesn't touch on this, but the, like you said, the story is, you know, I see it in the paper at school and I go home. My dad comes home later on that night and neither one of us says anything to each other. It was like, we were playing a game of chicken, you know, we're, we're such weirdos. Like we didn't say a word to each other. Right. And that night, I got to be honest with you. I went to bed thinking like, how am I going to get out of this? Like, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, hey, I gave him my word. Even if I thought it was a joke, I gave him my word I would do it. Mm-hmm. So we just literally, like, we never spoke of it. We just got to work. And like you said, I mean, um, you know, we both of us kind of had this vision from day one. Like, you know, I was, I'm, a, you know, to this day, a pretty big wrestling fan, right? So right. growing up, huge WWF fan. And, um, you know, we kind of like just came up with this concept, like, we're going to create like a bad guy, like as a mm-hmm. team, though, mm-hmm. like, like a heel wrestler, like we're going to create a team. And, um, you know, of course you have a 17 year old GM that just because of the, the my age and everything else, media wanted to talk to me because it's such an outrageous story. Right. So I decided, look, I'll turn up my personality. I mean, who would want, like, that's a good way to drum up a lot of hate is having this young, you know, what people thought arrogant kid saying, we're going to be the bad boys. We're going to beat your guys up and everything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. We just developed this, um, like this identity before we even played a game and people were just, they hated us before we even played all of our opposing teams and fans. And, uh, right. you know, love that. And, that's, and, and that's what we did. We just, you know, we just really started shopping around and seeing like some of the, um, you know, at the time, the tough guys, the enforcers, but also guys who could play. And, and that's the thing, like, what had those, those two brothers on the team that were actually pretty good. I I, I looked them yeah. up. They weren't there. They weren't that bad. No, I mean, yeah. we had, you know, what happened was, and this honestly wasn't by design. It just happened organically. Dude, we had so many tough guys that first year, especially mm-hmm. that guys, like if you did like a toughness depth chart, Guys that were like nine, 10 could have been the number one tough guy in any other team, like mm-hmm. around. And mm-hmm. um, what was what happened, which wasn't by design, was these guys had kind of a system like who's on tonight? I'm the enforcer tonight. Mm-hmm. The other guys, they got to play the game and they were able to show a different wrinkle to their game because most of the time, the rest of these guys, if they're on a team, their only job is to go out and fight you know that's it exactly so Mm -hmm. what happened was we had so many tough guys that honestly the other teams didn't have enough guys to match up with us so you know like wingfield would be on one night and the other guys would be off and they Mm -hmm. would just concentrate on playing the game and a lot of these guys had career years when they were with us because they didn't have to be the only guy you know enforcing 
So a lot of these guys you you uh, signed, they were kind of on like the tail ends of their careers, right? They were like just burnouts from some of them playing the AHL, oh, yeah. some I mean, of them playing the of, ECHL. Yeah, you know, so the UHL, which is basically like double A baseball, it's like mm-hmm. two steps below the NHL. I mean, it was it was kind of like I call it the crossroads league. I mm-hmm. mean, you had guys that were up there coming down and trying to hang on, mm-hmm. and then you had young guys on their way up, but we. We had a lot of misfits, like guys that nobody wanted, young mm. guys that were little, maybe little nuts, or older guys that, like you said, people just assumed were buried, they're done, they don't have anything left. And mm-hmm. we we loved dealing with those guys because um they had a chip on their shoulder and they bought into our mentality and bought into like our image and what we were trying to build. And you know, sometimes it just sometimes it just clicks. And we were we were just um you know, granted it was only two seasons, but we were pushing a lot of the right buttons with certain guys. And, um, you know, everyone for the most part bought in. So the, the, the way the, you paid these guys on the table, right. And then your dad would just under the table, just be like, Hey, here's a couple, here's a couple of dollars on the table. Allegedly, you know, I, allegedly, I maybe, yeah, perhaps, I heard we don't about know. It, something like that. You didn't see nothing. It was just, you know, no. they would go meet with your dad. You weren't there. Maybe something happened. Maybe died. not. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Right. That's it. <laughs> I love it, man. I, I love that, man. I, I feel like that happens in professional sports. Like, you know, it has to tell me it doesn't happen. Listen, listen our league. Okay. I forget what the salary cap was. It was, it was almost insulting. Of course. It's, For, it's, it, was, it was almost insulting to say, okay, this is your salary cap. Yeah. If you divided it evenly, and not everyone gets paid evenly, you know, there's better players, but you're talking about grown men. Of course. Making on $150 a week. Who has families. No. Oh, so listen, listen I got no problem with paying guys on the table. I oh, love I know, that. I know, but yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's just funny it's how, um, I know. it's just funny how like, all right, you want to damn us for possibly paying a little extra so guys can actually provide groceries. So be it, you know, but the, the, but the, yeah, the guy, the commissioner, he hated you guys. Like he just was, he just hated you. He just wasn't having it. Like, cause you guys like the, your equipment guy, he was like putting fish in the team shower. Like he was doing all this <laughs> crazy shit. I love that guy. That guy, what's yeah. his name? That, that your uh, oh yeah. my god, that guy is like he should be in on NHL teams doing this. Like he <laughs> he is the OG of his ideas. I was dying when I was watching this documentary. I was like, who thinks of this shit? He's amazing, amazing He's a maniac. That's for sure. Yeah, that guy still you still talk to that guy, Tommy? Yeah, he's still in New York. He's in uh, I want to say he's in the Yorktown, New York area. Uh, wow, here, you know, close to me over here. But uh, wow, yeah, that he's, guy uh, is. Uh, that guy's He's one a of a character. kind. Yes, he is. Yes, very, he is. very, very. And you know what? That was really him. I mean, that wasn't a show for the cameras. I mean, no, that's I, I, listen, I know guys like that and I could 100%. I believe it. I believe that he didn't make that up. Even the teams. I mean, even the guys said on the documentary, like this guy was really fucking doing this. Like this wasn't a joke. Yeah. So, um, wow. So into, so to the team was done in what? 2006, right? That was it. Yeah. Right. So 2006 comes, uh, your dad gets in trouble. Mm-hmm. So were you mad at him that the team was done? You, did no, you hold any never, resentment? No, never, never. I mean, you know what it is? Um, in 2005, so the summer going into our second season, there was actually an initial like federal raid. Mm-hmm. 
we kind of knew that the writing was on the wall then. It was just a matter of when the just indictment was going right? to come. That's it, yeah. It just so happened it was literally a year later. So we got a full season, you know, another full mm-hmm. season, which happened to be our last. But mm-hmm. no, never. I, I never, you know, I never was upset, um, you know, with my father over that. You know, it was just, you know, an unfortunate situation that, you know, the team kind of, kind of got you know swept into you know did any of the players like were they mad did they i mean obviously they were upset they loved i know those guys you know really loved the team like when they were talking about the documentary were they were they mad at your dad or they mad at you do you like not talk to any of these guys anymore you know no i think the majority of the guys i spoke to um were just not mad but upset that we weren't going to have a team anymore Mm because um and I know the town was was yeah, besides I mean, itself. It was, yeah, you did it was, great things was, for that town, man. That's yeah, like was, that's it fucked was, up. Yeah, yeah. It, it was tough. It was a very tough thing to deal with, and that's why I kind of steered away from hockey because mm-hmm. it was like PTSD for Mentally, me. Mentally, like, right, right. And, you know, you 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 just um, you know, for two years of you know two and a half years of your life, this is just all you're thinking about doing, and then it's just you know we rose so fast and just Boom. imploded so fast, but um. You know what? Listen, I mean, it, it time heals all wounds. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, thankfully there's a pro team in, in you know, Danbury now. So, you know, right. the, the hockey culture has been built. So thankfully, you know, hockey's still going on. And you on. started it. You yeah, started we, the building yeah, box. We, building you, know, box. My dad, you know, my dad had this vision and, and he, um, you know, a lot of people thought he was crazy. And he and he thought like we could build a, a hockey town here. And and we did. So you I kind of did, yeah. It's uh, the fact that it's still going on. Um, that's that's great, you know, and that that just means you know it wasn't all done for not, you know. Yeah, we f- so we fast forward to almost 2022. What is AJ Galanti up to these days? We've got boxing. What what do we do? Where do we find you? We find you on Instagram. What do we do? What are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, uh, good good question. I don't know what's going on half the time anymore. <laughs> ever since this uh, COVID, ever since ever since this documentary came out, it's been a, I mean, it's been a whirlwind and. Uh, you know, predominantly, you know, I'm, I have a champs boxing club in Danbury, literally like right down the street from the ice arena, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we've been pushing trash or stuff again. I'm, I told someone, I w- I'm not exaggerating when I say I probably do just as much work now with trash or stuff now mm-hmm. without the team than we did. Well, when I we see you relaunch some merch, so you must be really yeah. busy with that, right? Yeah. So I mean, um, if you go on Instagram or Twitter, it's at DB Trashers. Um, cool. You know, we're, we're hoping. You know, we 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 did a bunch of pre sales with jerseys and merch mm-hmm. with the inventory. I saw so- I saw Drake got one. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool, man. That's that cool. Was, yeah. That was insane. That was yeah. insane. That that's um. That whole thing came about the day after the documentary premiered. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like, all right, this is going to get crazy now. And um, it's been, it's uh, it's crazy how many people want Trasher stuff now. And um, just trying to keep up with the demand. I mean, we don't even have a team. Uh, a lot of these people these days like that retro stuff. So you're yes, uh, you're in a good market, vintage. very vintage stuff. So you're good. Yeah, man. So you it's just, it. trying to, just trying to keep the momentum going. I mean, it's, uh, it was a, one part documentary. So, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just been super humbling how many people have enjoyed the doc and um, just the whole attitude of the team. Like people like the logo, not even because of the hockey, they just like the whole, you know, no, it's cool, right? man. It's cool. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, listen, so everything is just an amazing story. It's an amazing story. Yeah, it's really. Been, it's been a super humbling experience. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just been great. 
All right. Well, do you have a personal Instagram that people could follow you on or just the DB trash this one? Just, you know what? I what about the boxing the, gym? You want to plug that? At, at, at Champs Danbury. Champs so, Danbury. Cool. So, yeah, those are basically the, the two Instagrams I use. And, um, you know, I, I pretty much handle those. So, you know. You got, a, you got a family of your own these days or is it a single man? Yeah, I'm, I'm married. I, I know no kids yet. No kids yet. You're going to make your dad a grandfather yeah. soon? Yeah, well, my <laughs> sister bailed me out. My sister uh, right. has an 18-month-old. So Okay. All right. But uh, that, the, the, that's. Is he is he months, is he busting you know, your balls for a kid? Is he is he on you? Oh, my mother, my mother, my mother, mother is mother, mother uh, is. You know, yeah. My mother was being relentless until my niece was born, and then uh, it kind of it kind of gave me a little buffer there, and uh, and now it's starting to wear off though. So now yeah, it's you, like you it's, gotta uh, get on that man. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens. Nice. All right, AJ. Well, listen, man. I appreciate your time. Look, good luck with everything. Maybe if you're ever down here, we can meet up, talk some more. Hundred percent, bro. brother. Anytime. All right, man. Have a good day and Merry Christmas, man. You too, buddy. Merry Christmas. Thanks.